Support for this podcast is provided by That Cast Creative. Brand your business and connect with your audience by creating a custom podcast. Learn more at thatcast.com. Hi, everyone. You're listening to the PDX Executive Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Bruden. On today's episode is Jamie Schmidt, the founder of Schmidt Naturals. I had Jamie on the podcast uh, right around when they got acquired by Unilever, the end of 2017. And it was great to catch up with her and talk about the state of that business, but also her new projects uh, like Cutler, her investment fund, and Supermaker, her editorial site. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with Jamie. Jamie, thanks for being on the podcast. It's great to be back, Dan. Gosh, so much has happened since we last talked, right? Because yes. we were just chatting. It was right around the acquisition of, of Unilever, of, of Schmitz, right? I yes. The last time? Yeah, uh, the acquisition happened in December 2017. Yeah, it probably was right around that. So, mm-hmm. well, f- you, some, you, know, you started a new investment fund. You have a new kind of editorial site. So mm-hmm. we'll get into that. But just uh, how things been since the acquisition and what's going on with Schmitz? Yeah, on, you know, on a professional level, things are, are great. I have um, some new projects I'm working on, but I'm still very um, connected to the brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really um, a nice place to be. Um, um, great balance, really. Um, with Schmitz, you know, they, they continue to expand and grow, and the partnership with Unilever has been fantastic. Um, I've heard um, great things from the team, and I uh, can see that the brand is thriving. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still connected, uh, mostly as a spokesperson. I'll help support global expansion efforts for the brand. I've done some travel to Europe, right. have some more travel in the works, um, and I'm still um, involved offering insights and some feedback on product development and things right. like that. And you said most of your key people are still here in Portland, right? right? So yep. keep that like Portland is still the hub, right? Yes. Yes, we, we have our product development teams here, marketing and brand. And so um, really the heartbeat of the company is still right here in Portland. Mm-hmm. And how, how has Unilever been as like offering support uh, for the, the marketing side? Or is mm-hmm. it kind of they're pretty hands off? Or You know, when, when Schmitz was acquired by Unilever, one thing they understood is that there were certain things we were doing really well and they, they could be hands off, right? They trusted what we were doing and had seen the success that we had garnered ourselves. Um, but there's some things, of course, they'll offer insights on or have policies or standards around. Of course, in any bigger company, things move a little more slowly. Uh, with Schmitz, we were always moving just quickly right. and doing everything, you know, so fast. And I think it was an adjustment for sure. having to, um, you know, fall into these policies or processes that they just weren't accustomed to. Sure. Mm-hmm. And last time we talked, uh, you kind of hinted at, like, yeah, I would like to start doing some investing. We'll oh, kind of yeah. see. Mm-hmm. And so fast forward, you started this uh, uh, inclusive investment fund, yes. basically, right? Called yep. Cutler. It, yeah, called Cutler. So I'd love for you just to talk about that. What were the origins of making that transition, saying, gosh, it was, it's you and your co-founder from Smith? Uh, actually, no, it's me and my husband, oh, Chris, my okay. business partner, okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, who, Chris, of course, was very involved in Schmitz as well. He ran our uh, marketing development team. So yeah, more or less co-founder, I'd say. Okay. Um, but anyhow, uh, yes, yeah, so we, we started Color um, as an investment firm uh, or fund, excuse me, um, to support mostly underrepresented entrepreneurs. Uh, we understood, you know, through our own experience growing the brand that um, particularly women um, and those, you know, people of color um, don't have the support at, at their fingertips that other um, people might have. And so we wanted to help change that. And um, with color, you know, we're mostly seeking out CPG brands because that's where, you know, our experience lies. That's where I feel I can have the greatest impact. You know, growing Schmitz, I learned everything <laughs> about business, you know, in terms of um, a consumer packaged goods company. And um, I, I understand that with these companies we can invest in, we can be hands-on as well. Right. So not only offering the financial support, but also uh, just support with the day-to-day things that come up. 
And you're really looking at kind of the seed level. Is, is that right? Were you kind no, of it's um, in, generally or? a series A. Series A. Yeah. Okay. So we, you know, we'll consider some seed, but we like to see um, some, um, I guess, success that the brand has already um, seen or also understand, um, you know, that they have a clear vision for their future. Mm-hmm. With seed, it can be a little slower, um, yes, I think. Like and so. Nothing. Yeah, yeah and we just, just like it's an idea. <laughs> those are, I mean, those are exciting opportunities yeah. too. And we certainly look at them, but, um, series A is where we're most comfortable. So what have you, I mean, um, learned from that world transition? Yeah. I know Schmidt's, the story is you took a little bit of investment. Mostly it was bootstrapped, right? Yeah, it was self-funded, um, from a very humble bank account. Um, and you know, as, as the brand grew, I just kept putting my money back into the business and, um, was really just living day to day, um, it took a long time for me to take a paycheck mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. And now, you know, we're obviously in a more comfortable position and it feels, you know, really good in terms of our personal lifestyles, but it's also nice to know that we can now help companies who are in that scary place that we were right. in, you know, back yeah. nine and years ago. So making, again, making that transition, I'm always, I'm just curious, like, was there, um, quite a bit of curve, like just getting into that world? You know, I think I read something that you, you also partnered with like a fund backstage capital. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just entering that world and learning the different players. How's it been? Yeah, it's, there's some learning for sure. I mean, I, through all my business experience, I learned a lot about what happens within business, but of course, investing is a different story. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it came pretty naturally to me. Um, you know, just going through the diligence process with the, um, Unilever transaction, mm. I learned a ton. So <laughs> with diligence, you know, you're, you're digging up, um, everything about your business and presenting <laughs> right. it. And so now I know what, you know, what to ask for, what to look for with businesses yeah. too. So, um, learned a lot for sure. So, what are you looking for? Yeah. What kind of things? Well, I mean, a strong financial track record or mostly a strong financial future or projected path. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm looking for companies that are innovative or doing something a little bit differently. Um, so, you know, just um, I'd like to say, too, like the, a brand story that is genuine and authentic. Um, some of the companies I'm most attracted to are those that I can personally relate to with my experience with Schmitz. Right. Um, so for example, our first investment was in a local company called Wild Friends. Uh, they're a nut butter company and their story was just so beautiful. They started the brand in their dorm room, two women, um, and they dropped out of college to, are they local? To, or? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're okay. here in Portland. So that was really cool too, to stay connected to a brand in the city that we could meet yeah. with face to face. And I really, their, their story resonated with me just because of what I had done with Schmitz and they're, but they're very savvy, savvy business people too. And of course, I look for that. Um, you can generally tell within you know several minutes of talking to somebody um, where their, um, I guess, business uh, right. yeah capabilities are, and they they had a, they had strong ones. So. What are the name of those, those founders? Uh, Keely and Erica. Okay. Yeah, they're great. Um, yeah, in Portland here, it'd be yeah. fun for you to get on your podcast. Absolutely. Actually, yeah, I'll so connect I've you. Heard that brand. <laughs> yeah. And so, and uh, what other kind of investments have you made? Can you say? Yeah, we've done others um, locally here. Uh, Salt and Straw, everybody knows mm-hmm. that brand. Um, we're members of OAF, Oregon Venture Fund. So we've done some investments through them. Um, also Bubble, which we're really excited about. It's an online marketplace for healthy products. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that's been fun. We have uh, a couple others we're involved in as well, and we're always looking for new ones. Yeah. And so are you traveling Kind of learned like going to different events for the in that yeah. world, adventures kind of investment world. Or? A lot of traveling, really, for all all my projects I'm involved in. Yeah. So my, you know, for my personal brand, I do a lot of speaking. Um, mm-hmm. 
a lot of participate in a lot of panels and networking events and things. And I really enjoy that. And, um, everything I'm doing is really interconnected. So I have, you know, my Schmitz work still, um, the color stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, I also have, um, another platform that, um, called Supermaker mm -hmm. that I'll, I'll get into a little yeah. bit here. Um, and then also locally, um, I'm the owner of Portland made, I don't know if you knew that. I didn't. Yeah, I don't know if so, we talked about that. No, so that's a local collective of makers and entrepreneurs here in Portland. So that's where I'm really um, doing my on-the-ground work here in Portland is through that. And that's kind of really hits your roots, right? Yeah, it's it's awesome because it's, you know, that's how I started as mm -hmm. a you know, maker or creator um, or an artist in my kitchen. Mm -hmm. um, then grew it into, you know, this, this huge business. And so a lot of these uh, members are, are looking to do the same or, you know, or, you know, maybe that their definition of success looks different. Yeah. Um, but everybody that's there is um, an artist or creator of some sort looking to sell their, their goods. Right. At different, and they're all at different stages of business. And how is like Portland different than the other markets you've kind of been in and yeah. travel to? you know, look at investments or right. Anything. Portland for sure. I'd say is one of the most sophisticated in terms of turning our passions into profit. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's changed a lot though, since I started I and mean, I founded Schmitz in 2010, mm -hmm. um, and fast forward to today. And I feel like the scene is so much more sophisticated. Mm -hmm. I, I think a lot of people know, have, they come into their businesses or their, their projects with a greater level of knowledge or a long, a plan that, that is a little more defined where I think before people maybe kind of stumbled into it. Like me, for example, when I took Schmitz to the farmer's market, I didn't know exactly what I, you know, what my plans were. Right. Um, but I think a lot of the, the entrepreneurs starting now have this long-term goal of like, okay, I want to build this mm -hmm. into a business mm -hmm. that is sustainable and maybe even potentially sell it or get investment. And you, they're you, that same, um, wavelength are they getting more sophisticated about taking investment? Or yes. Some of them like I you kind of like, Investment is a trend right now. You've probably seen too yeah. all over. I think it's um, the situation is that when you get an investment or you're raising around, you get press from it, right? And so I think it's become a sexy thing. Um, so I want to talk about that a bit because some of the advice I give to entrepreneurs is to not always just jump into investment. Um, just from my personal experience too, that's not what I did. And um, I think people get hung up on it. The only way I can grow is if I take money. And right. I, I don't think that's always the case. And so sometimes I'll deter people. I've had brands come to me looking for funding and I say, I don't think it's the right time. You know, maybe you can consider a strategic hire or a partnership or, or something else. And, you know, we'll talk in a year, but yeah. it's not Kudos a good time for you. For doing that Thanks. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, and I don't know if that is a, a trend. How do they take that advice? I think some people are surprised or they're relieved because, okay, you know, I, I, I did have that same thought, and but I'm seeing everybody else get money, yeah, so that's yeah. what I need to do. And um, I do think that's important. And like I said, it's, it's a trend, and there's so many funds joining the scene, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm just one of many. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I listened to, you know, Jason Kalkanis. Yeah. He has podcasts I listen to a lot, mm -hmm. and he was kind of saying the same thing. Okay. He's very, he likes to get in a very early stage and okay. he's like, he's like, people are turning me down because they want to yeah. do this, right? Uh -huh. Grow up their own. So that's interesting and good, and good for you for doing that. But so let's talk about your editorial site. Yeah. Is it Supermaker? It's called Supermaker. Yeah. Yes. And that was started by my husband and I, and um, that was mostly in response to, oops, a lot of requests um, that I had been getting um, from other entrepreneurs uh, looking for maybe advice on growing their business right. or um, so it really it started as you know, a lot of outreach people coming to me and asking questions and I had done a lot of soul searching and thinking how can I best support a huge group of people looking for my advice right. or support and insights and um, it made sense to have one outlet um, where that everybody could tap into. And so through Supermaker, we have really three objectives. Um, one is, um, is to have those conversations that are relevant to growing a business. 
Um, and within that, we also have a lot of conversations about issues um, relevant to the workplace. Uh, maybe it's some social issues or political. Um, so those are really well received on the site. We also have a component about uh, just career advancement in general. So that not only speaks to entrepreneurs, but it speaks to anybody really yeah. who has a job. Um, but then the third, and to me the most important and the biggest piece of the site, is um, we do a lot of uh, storytelling and featuring of brands cool. and entrepreneurs, founders. Um, and we... One thing I love about what we're doing as supermakers, we like to tell the story of the brand where they're at right now. Um, I think with a lot of press or media, there's these standard questions that you go through in an interview, right? Um, and you check it off the list and you feature it and you're done. With us, we talk to the founder and you know, say, what do you need right now? What story do you want to tell that will get the most attention to your brand and, and you know, give, get you the most out of this feature? Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's really well received. We work with a lot of brands here pretty early on and they're in their um, business life. But we also talk to some that are further along too. So um, it's a good mix. And uh, Supermaker is is a a beautiful site too. That's one thing I'm I'm really proud of. And I was was really impressed. Thanks. Yeah. and I know there's a another leg of it. I mean, you're going to be starting some events, right? Yeah. So there's a, several pieces of it. So yes, we have an event component that we have not kicked off yet, but we plan to do so later with a local event in Portland here. Cool. Um, and then there's also uh, we're considering you know adding a podcast and, and other you things. Absolutely and, do that. Right. Yeah. So we have that's that's in the works, and yeah. um, there's all sorts of exciting things happening with it. Well, I might have a sponsor for your event, so before you let oh, me tell you. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. All right. Um, and so are you, I mean, are you writing content on there or is it? I, we, like- we hire writers. We have a really great group of writers that have come from other um, outlets that um, we're really proud of. And um, a lot of that has been incoming. Yeah. We, we did a little initial pitching to find uh, writers or brands to feature. But then once the word about Supermaker got out, mm-hmm. we've had so much incoming. Doesn't seem like there's really anything that I know out there like that, right? It's different. It's, you know, we're, we're a media company that um, really focuses on that early stage entrepreneur or just people looking to better their career advance, you know, along in their own career paths. And yeah, we're different. And I think one thing that makes us stand out too is just the, this, the design, we, we hire um, artists from around the world actually Mm -hmm. to contribute. So we have a lot of, you'll see patterns on there or um, different illustrations that are done by artists everywhere. Mm-hmm. So th- those are, you know, super makers in themselves, the mm-hmm. people who create contributing to the site. Um, so we're really proud of that are aspect of it like too. advertising on the site? Not yet. Now? We plan to, we've had some interest in it too. Yeah. Um, but right now our biggest goal is to just get the word out okay. and get as much exposure as we can. So I used to work for a media company oh, cool. and so we'll, uh, as you get into that, Adult business is uh, yeah, <laughs> tough. It is. Um, so I think the way you're, uh, the strategy of it right now is probably really smart. Thanks. But it is, uh, it's, it can be a tough business. But at the same time, being super targeted and niche like that, I think is right. a lot of value. Yeah. And we, you know, we have the luxury of self-funding this project from the, you know, the, the uh, profits we made from the Unilever acquisition. And mm-hmm. so uh, we are really, um, you know, lucky to be able to, to invest that money mm-hmm. in. And we feel like it's a way, our way of giving back too. Yeah. Well, I want to get back to just the investment piece a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you you said you you sorry you partnered with what was it Backstage Capital, mm-hmm. and so how did that connection come? Because uh, have you listened to the to uh, the my podcast first startup? Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, so uh, what's what's the founder? Arlen Hamilton. Yeah, so she, she was, has a My First Million podcast. Okay, well, yeah. she was featured on this podcast, uh, Startup, oh, which is by yeah. Gimlet. Media. I know that. I know that podcast. Yeah, so it was too. a whole season with her and following her around, and it was really interesting to just uh, you know hear her story, 
And so she's become pretty prominent in that space. So how did that kind of come about, that partnership? Yeah, I mean, a lot of us know Arlen, right? Like yeah. she's she's definitely a celebrity in the investment is, world, right? for sure. Yeah. Um, and so we, you know, I, I recognize that we had pretty similar missions. Um, you know, she's all about um, access to capital for underrepresented entrepreneurs. And that's really what color stands for, too. Um, and we had, you know, there's been some connection through social media. We kind of run in some of the same circles. I saw her speak at an event mm-hmm. that I was at and things. Um, so I reached out. I was really interested in being a part of her team. Team. Um, we actually chose to invest in um, not um, her investment arm of the business, but um, her the studio. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Backstage Capital Studio. So um, that's a program that she has in several cities um, to help uh, businesses um, grow. Right. Really. Yeah. So our money went to that. Interesting. So it's like an accelerator yeah. almost? Okay. Mm-hmm. And do you, are you encouraging, because you, Schmidt was never like an accelerator or incubator, right? Say it again. What, was Schmidt ever in like an no. Accelerator, incubator? No, we were not. So how do you feel about those? Do you push some of your investments towards those? What are some good ones you I think know they're. Of, I think they are smart uh, for some businesses. I think with Schmitz, we were, we were just growing so fast yeah. that there was no time to even right. <laughs> consider an accelerator. Mm-hmm. I think, it, I mean, it could have been beneficial for sure um, in some ways, but I... We just didn't need it. Okay. I think other companies might get stuck or they need help and they or they just don't have you know, access to, to some things yeah. that, I, that I had access to. And right. so I, I certainly like think they're great. Yeah. yeah. There's obviously pie here. Yeah. He's, he's really it's their birthday on, party tonight. It's ten, is it 10 years? 10 years. Okay. Yeah. We'll be going to the, the celebration. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'll be with my four month old. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, you know, Bring the but, baby. It's kid friendly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> I might want to just cry and sleep, but, uh, well, anything else next? Yeah. What, what do you see like for the next for each one of those. Yeah. Things. Well, first here locally, you know, in Portland, um, there's a lot more I want to do. It's really great to be connected to the city. I, mm-hmm. you know, when I was growing Schmitz, I didn't take advantage of everything the city has to offer. Mm-hmm. And I, um, kind of was removed cause I was so deep in my business. And right. so since then I've gotten back out and really met you know, a lot of people of influence here in the city. I'm getting more involved. Um, you know, even politically, um, I've done some work with, um, business for better Portland yeah. connected to that group. Um, and just going out to every single event that I can get to. Yeah. Um, last night was the pitch black event. Okay. Uh, where they do um, um, black uh, and brown founders will do a pitch um, to receive money. And that's led by Stephen Green, mm-hmm. a beautiful event. There were 13 people who pitched their products. And um, the one that, that won was a, a female, and it was cool. just a really cool event. Um, so there's that. Uh, with Supermaker, we'll just continue to grow it. Um, we don't have an end goal for it. I don't know what that's going to look like, but uh, we're enjoying it. And mm-hmm. it's off to a really, really great start. Well, I mean, it's. I, I want to ask this one of the last couple of questions is you, when you sold to Unilever, I mean, you could have easily said, hey, I'm going to take a little more time. Mm-hmm. But instead, you're just ramping up. It's what, how, what was the decision behind that? Because obviously yeah. not that you were just like, I'm going to go sit on the beach forever. But yeah, um, I, w- I had that that temptation for sure. But that's just not me. I don't. Right. I, yeah. You know, I, I think I, I feel like I got I got my. Honestly, I got my life back, but I got you know myself back in some ways because I was able to look inside myself and think, okay, now you that you have these resources and that you you were so fortunate to be able to grow your business in this way. Like, what can what can you do to to give back and help others? And I I give I find most reward in inspiring other people. I get. I hear from people who would say, you know, your story is amazing and I'm, I'm so inspired and I think I'm going to go start my project now because of it. And nothing brings me greater satisfaction than that. Yeah. So it's making me happy. It's, you know, helping other people. And so that's, that's what I want to keep doing. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for coming back on. Thank great you. To catch up, yeah, Amy. it's been great. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I'm Dan Bruden, and you've been listening to the PDX Executive Podcast. Original music was composed for this episode by Levi Downey. 
You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts 